0: You're listening to Video Monsters, a weekly podcast. Uh, Well, uh, mostly weekly. Sometimes more, sometimes less. (sighs) All right, fine. A mostly weekly podcast of Creatures Talking Features with your hosts, Nathan Simmons and Eric Harris.
1: Video Monsters is brought to you by the Chattanooga Film Festival and Central Cinema in Knoxville, Tennessee. Follow them on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, or online at chatfilmfest.org and centralcinema865.com.
0: And links for each of these can also be found on our pages, so be sure to follow us at Video Monster Pod on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram as well. Hello, and welcome to. Ep- God, I was I was in the middle of going.
1: <laughs> I was expecting you to just jump right in.
0: Hello, and welcome to episode three hundred eighty-seven of Video Monsters. I'm Aiden.
1: I'm Red Eric. <laughs>
2: wow. I am also ready,
1: but uh my actual name is Eric.
2: <laughs> and, and I am Dan. I'm at a loss for words.
1: <laughs> well, Nathan jumped into Discord and the first thing he said is, Alright, let's go and then just started recording. <laughs> He's like, Hello and welcome. Like
2: I was just I was uh yeah. I think I think he needs to do that more often, like even if we're just in the middle of chit chatting at the beginning of speak, and we're ready to go. And then we all have to like switch into on mode. I do, I
1: do kind of like that. That's really fun to keep us on our toes. Because, yeah, Nathan will jump in and Dan and I will be hanging out, like, talking about something. He's just kind of sitting there patiently waiting for us <laughs> to stop talking about whatever it is. And then we blame him for getting a late start.
0: <laughs> uh. oh, um, it's not even that funny. It's just the fact that, like, you so enthusiastically forgot your name. Uh, yeah. Yeah.
2: <laughs> I I thought you'd gained a nickname that most of us hadn't been told yet
1: well I think like there was a part of me like part of my brain was like all right I'm gonna say something kooky instead of my name this time because of what happened and then I I didn't fully commit to it either I don't (laughs) I don't really know what was going on in my brain as I was saying that but uh but I'm here I'm ready
0: uh well tonight we're taking you to the truth room for an episode that will surely slap as hard as my dong knocking out a hooligan because tonight things (laughs) are gonna get wild as we discuss 2017's the outlaws directed by kang yansung and we're off to apparently a great start uh you pronounce that
2: name better than i would so well done
0: oh Uh, off off to a uh, very choppy
1: start uh as it were it's chop, it's chop, appropriate this chop. is a very choppy movie yes yes. and i mean that in terms of like uh chopping people's limbs off uh and <laughs> just chopping people with axes and knives and uh yeah lots of chopping in this movie
0: yeah the the intro was going to be something more along the lines of we're going to take a stab at south korean cinema and uh you know slice into this movie but but i went with uh went, went with God. the open-handed <clears throat> slap knockouts instead
1: there's so many knives in this movie and i feel it's it reminds me, like i kept thinking about uh how often uh people when they argue against gun control they're like oh blah 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 people could just use knives <laughs> Or whatever. And I was like, this movie feels like it is an argument for like, yeah, if you can't have if the criminals don't have guns, they'll just use knives. And it's like, yeah, they will use knives and fuck up like 30 people in, uh-huh. in like an incredible long take <laughs> during a wedding and uh, also bring a fire extinguisher with them. Mm-hmm. <laughs>
0: oh man yeah the uh the, the whole argument of you know knives versus guns um one of the only other movies that i watched in prep for tonight was the man from nowhere i wanted to watch a, a bunch of the other ones that the outlaws went up against but only had a chance for the man from nowhere and uh, yeah, that that one also has an interesting use of not guns until it uses a gun. It's like, oh, that's much faster. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, and, and anytime people use the argument of well, people can just pe- kill other people without a gun. It's like, yeah, but guns make it faster. There's a mm-hmm. reason why
2: they are more deadly.
1: Yeah, it takes a long time for them to to take the people out in this movie. Uh,
2: it's also just yeah. very those people actually died. I mean, they might have limb loss and you know probably need a few transfusions but I mean there are plenty of times where people live. get
1: stabbed and then
2: survive throughout this yeah. movie and the
1: sequel
0: <laughs> <laughs> yep I've not seen the sequel yet uh, yeah um, it's you know what guys it has been a long time since we have done a normal episode <laughs> mm-hmm it's been
1: yes yeah, like, the first a, time it's just been the three of us outside of our punch outs yeah it's been like a, almost three
0: months i feel like since the last time that we did <laughs> just a normal regular video monsters analysis episode with without also having guests yeah
1: it's exciting and i'm very excited to talk about this movie and kick off mm. our south korean coverage uh, cause I watched this movie and then the roundup, which is the sequel. And I've just been sitting here like, I only want to watch movies with subtitles for like the rest of the <laughs> years.
0: <laughs> yeah. Um, again, the only other one that I had a chance to watch before tonight, um, was the man from nowhere. And the only versions that I could find were dubbed.
2: Oh, yeah. Oh, too
0: bad. It's, oh. I, I don't understand why people would watch dubbed movies. Also, I don't understand why dubbed movies. Side tangent: We're gonna get into, into the, you know the movie that we're supposed to be talking about very shortly. I don't understand why dubbed movies are so bad. When like there's great voice actors out there, and like animation doesn't have terrible voice acting, and video games don't have terrible voice acting. Why, why do dubbed movies seem to have like the worst? voice acting and like the fakest emotions it's just
2: I feel like they always get it done on like a Saturday afternoon like guys <laughs> yeah. this, movie's re- this movie's getting released on Tuesday Um, we're, we're gonna dub the whole thing right now like with mm. a six room <laughs> some of you might have to do different voices Uh, just go
1: I imagine it's a very difficult thing to do too because I feel like your performance is hampered by the fact that not only are you like, you're, you're taking words that have been translated into another yeah. language, but you're also, like, generally they're trying to make what you're saying match up with the mouths, the mouth mm. movement. Um, and, of course, it doesn't always work. But, like, I feel like that's the issue is I think that really could hamstring an actor whenever you're trying to sure. not only do a performance, yeah. but make it fit something that was already created. Um. I don't know. It's so yeah. interesting too, because even if you watch like uh, like old uh, Italian films where they didn't record the sound and they always had to go back in and dub their voices, <laughs> um, I, there's there's something that's so charming about that and the way that they don't quite match and the performances don't always match. But when it comes to dubbed movies, for whatever reason, it it does usually feel like I started to watch the Villainess mm. on Peacock, but on Peacock it was only dubbed unless i just don't unless i just couldn't figure out how to change the language <laughs> or i yeah unless there was another option i missed but uh i started watching i was like no nah, i can't do this <laughs> it's it, it, it's rough
0: anywho not what we're talking about because the outlaws i was able to watch uh in the original um korean with uh with subtitles and oh man so much better so before we start diving into things uh and when we start diving into things we're going to get into spoilers because that's what we do. We do our deep dive analysis in and, and we, you know, get get into all of this movie, especially some of the stuff at the end, because I don't know about the two of you, but I need to talk about the ending of this movie. Not necessarily because it's like one of those endings where it's like, oh, man, like this. Yeah, there, there was such a twist or no, it was just this movie is so fucking tense that i needed the ending to have any sort of just like oh okay i can i can kind (laughs) of breathe yeah like i i need to have that cathartic release and and talk about the ending and how important it was for me um Yeah, we're going to be diving in and uh, getting into some major spoilers but before we do that Dan is going to give the quasi spoiler free uh, video monsters summary slash recommendation for outlaws spoilers it's really fucking good go watch (laughs) it in
2: in our recommend I'm I you know you'll see (laughs) all right in the organized crime classic the untouchables Sean Connery taught us to never bring a knife to a gunfight I'm guessing the Chinese-Korean gangs of the early 2000s never watched this movie because every single stab-happy low-rent hood in The Outlaws brings nothing but sharp, pokey weapons when they face off against Ma Dong-Suk, a mountain of charisma with not one, but two Hulk Hogan-sized guns. Also known as Don Lee, the man America only knows is Gilgamesh from that Marvel movie no one watched, or the sweet dad-to-be in Train Madong Ma Dong-Suk is Ma Sok-Doo, a lead detective who has obviously seen the shield, whose job it is to take down organized crime in Seoul, and he's doing just that while putting his slap happy man hands in everyone's pocket. But when a new bloodthirsty threat arrives in the province, Masuk Do has to discover exactly which chest he is going to punch. Video Monsters recommends setting up shop in a dirty, rundown junkyard and watching this wonderful introduction to South Korean cinema and the world of Don Lee.
1: fuck yes that was that was my chef's kiss i guess i don't know
0: (laughs) so let's start with uh Madong dong sook's slap happy man hands because (laughs) i i love it i love it so much i love the fact that he knocks out three people at least three people four people one two three, three or four by slapping them not by punching them yeah not by like some sort of like great big like you're getting knocked the fuck out kind of no he just just slaps them and they fall down and it's amazing
1: it's it's unbelievable like it's the kind of thing where you look at this guy and you see those arms that he has and you're like this guy would just fucking kill you with one hit and the movie like when but going into this movie I was expecting it to be more like a John Wick style like very stylized action where they're like prolonged (laughs) sequences and in like you know mid shots where you get like very highly choreographed stuff but this is very the action on this is very brutal it's very close up it's very in your face mm-hmm. and it's also like often pretty quick especially uh when uh Ma Dong-suk comes in because like most of the time he hits someone once yeah like he hits them one time and they are just fucking leveled <laughs> and it's, un- it's like the most cinematic thing in the world watching his fist oh. collide with someone's face or ribs or like it's just, just unbelievable and,
2: and, and just the way he is so nonch like the opening scene sets it up perfectly Perfect. he just like nonchalantly walks into that scene you know with another guy threatening another guy with a knife and all, all hell about to break loose and just while still on the phone and he's not talking on the phone <laughs> on safety, fucks a dude up <laughs> just and you know, and everyone's like, "Oh, he's he's here to handle it," and he does. He, he very casually he, like he's like looks to knives. the cop and like, "We take care of this." Come on.
0: <laughs> yeah, I I forget if it was uh Tom or Robert in our Punch Out that described uh, Madong as uh basically the Korean The Rock. It mm-hmm. was like, yep this this opening scene I could absolutely see uh dwayne johnson just walking into a scene like taking the knife and, you know not breaking strides still wearing his suit looking suave as hell and and just yeah it it is very very apt because it, this this dude is just pure muscle except for his face <laughs> which is like it's it's so almost adorable it's very lovable it's it's very he's, teddy bear it's like a little baby love it.
1: That could yeah. fuck your shit up. Like, that's the thing that's so fascinating. Because his face, like, he's got these big bags under his eyes. So he always looks like he just needs to take a nap. <laughs> and it's very sweet. Like, that, that's kind of what I, I talked about this a little bit in the Punch Out, where it's like, there's something about this man that is just so lovable. Like you just want to wrap him. You just want to give him a big bear hug. you. But you don't want him to hug you back, you know, <laughs> like, because he will crush you.
0: Some of it is also when he smiles like pictures of him smiling. It is just like one of the biggest, happiest smiles in the yeah. world. And and he looks so kind and so jolly. And so don't get on his bad side. Uh, yeah, his his um his knockout slaps. I, I love I don't know why. I don't know why I love it so much. Mm-hmm. but um but yeah it's just is... so
2: primal and visceral it's you know it, there there is no need for the the intense choreography when the man can just do that I... like their son coordinator must be so happy when he's on the film like <laughs> you don't have to come up with anything complicated madong walks in cuffs a guy upside the ear fights over move on
0: yeah I, I think part of the reason that uh, that is slaps make me so happy and don't worry, we're not going to spend the entire time talking about this uh, and, and there's something but else, we, could. But we could we could it's because like you know in, in a lot of action movies when someone is punching like it feels very aggressive and very primal and very like Brr, I'm going to punch you but a slap is more of just like eh, shut the fuck up kind of you know like it's <laughs> there, there's something just inherently funnier about a slap. Mm-hmm.
1: It's funnier and like it shows like how much how in control he is at all times, you know? Mm-hmm. Like he's never really for for a good chunk of the movie, he's never really put to the test. Like you it builds this incredible tension of like you just can't fucking wait for this final confrontation eventually because it's going to be absolutely incredible because almost nobody ever really poses much of a threat to uh mm. to detective maw uh because yeah as soon as he comes in you're just like i cannot wait to see what he does to these fucking people it's so good <laughs> like oh god and and to what's so funny like this i wasn't expecting this movie it, it's definitely dark and heavy at times but it is also incredibly funny it is mm-hmm. this, this movie is hilarious because he has such a like wry wit there there's oh. a scene where it, the only thing that in this movie that he can't really do believably is chase a perp, <laughs> because he's such a big guy that like I love how often the movie like is trying to like prevent him from chasing people, and he'll like uh, send other goons to chase people. But there's that. <laughs> it's so great. There's the scene where he has to chase a guy, um, and he like cuts him off, and the guy pulls a knife on him, and he pulls out an evidence bag, and he says, "Just go ahead and throw it in here." <laughs> And the guy's like, "Are you kidding me?" And he tries to stab him, and he like immediately knocks him out. And his he says, "What an idiot!"
2: (laughs) He's just like, "What an idiot trying to fight me like this!" Oh, yeah, he's he's very witty, very clever. One of my favorite lines at the beginning of the movie is, "And it's funny." The the sequel starts off the same way when he shows up on scene, and they're like, "Where were you?" He's like, "Oh, I was on a blind date." Yeah, and they're like, "Oh." Is that the one of the model? He's like, oh well, she was a hand model. Like, oh well, was she was she hot? He's like, only her hand was hot. Only <laughs> <laughs>
1: her hand was hot. You idiot! He like calls him an idiot. Uh, an idiot. Yeah. Oh god, it's so so good. The, this be like, well, let's. Let,
0: I, I want to no, talk about one thing first because sure. I, I want. I feel like the rest of our analysis and the rest of the conversation needs to be framed within a, a certain context that this is based on a real story
1: but yeah it's set in like 2004 uh-huh. everybody's got razor flip phones which is great
0: <laughs> the best phones so this is based on a real story and and there's two main things about that and, and again like all, all of this other stuff i want to uh, that i do want us to talk about but i feel like we need to get this out of the way first or at least to to set the stage with this I don't know how much of this is like like real and true and like how much of it is, you know, trying to be very accurate to what happened and how much of it is trying to be stylized. So, you know, like we've already talked about how awesome it is uh, to watch Madang so you know, slap someone and, and knock them out and how hilarious it is to watch him run and how great his wit and humor is. And like, I, I, I don't know how much of that the actual character like the real life person that the character is based on I wonder how much of that is who that person really is and how much of it was just kind of like eh, there was some gang wars, some people died now let's make it super stylized and and kind of give it more of this entertainment yeah.
2: feel my, my feeling on that is where like the usually when something is based on something true and they have like a text scroll or something like that on screen if they don't name anyone particular, I feel like a lot of this was probably highly stylized and dramatized. Like, yes, yeah. there were crackdowns mm-hmm. in the Garibong district in 2004 of Seoul, but I don't feel like there was probably like a super cop running around. Well, you see, know? yeah, I think the, the main thing is just that they arrested,
1: like, 32 people at once in some kind of, yeah. like, sting operation. Yeah, I, it's it's based on the the sawa incident, H-E-U-K-S-A-P-A. Um, and it says between 2004 and 2007. So I don't think there is, like, specifically a, you know, a beast cop as he's labeled in the sequel. Yeah. <laughs> I guess this is, like, the beast cop series or whatever. But because the oh. character of Detective Ma, I think, is, like, very much based on... Madong Suk specifically, like it. it feels like it's tailored to his persona.
2: Yeah, I feel like there was probably like an anti-gang unit of the police force. Yeah, I think the and you know they rallied the citizens of the city to you know start start snitching, uh, you know, in order to bring these gangs down. Right. Yeah, so I mean, broad strokes. Um, yeah, these these gangs are are very prevalent in a lot of the South Korean cinema. These um, gangs that operate essentially out of like arcades, you know, little gambling dens and arcades and mahjong palaces and all that type of thing. Uh, they're they're in a lot of the crime films of this era. So I feel like that that is very very true. Yeah. So there have been specific units to take them down. Yeah.
1: Yeah. There it sounds so and I don't know if this is a real thing or not either but like they their police their little like tiny police agency thing that they are whatever their sub unit is they're called the serious crimes unit Oof. which makes them sound like the the impossible mission force or something you know, like
2: I want those episodes of law and order law and order serious crimes Unit. yeah oh god that'd be
1: incredible if they did like a spin like a korean spin-off with these guys I love all of the characters in this in this uh police agency are so good and I love that they basically operate out of like a tiny trailer yeah and there's even yeah. like a little bunk bed that none of them could fit in <laughs> but there's like a little bunk bed in the
2: corner
0: so, did either
2: of you guys watch the sh- the show The Shield when it was on?
0: I watched the, I a lot did, of the no. first season or two, but didn't have a chance it, to yeah. stick with it.
2: I, I feel like the, crea- the creators of this had to have at least been aware of that show because it had a lot of those same types of... I mean, he is very much the Vic Mackey character, the very charismatic leader who... While not necessarily a bad guy, certainly takes advantage of his good guy status when dealing with these with these mobs. Yeah, mm-hmm. he, he keeps the peace by allowing them to do certain amounts of business all along the line. While saying, you know, if you cross this line, then I'm fucking coming at you. But if you're just doing gambling dens and sex hotels, mm-hmm. and whatever, then we're cool as long as you invite me along. To the sex hotel and you know give me some Johnny Walker blue while I'm there. Right ready. yeah.
0: Oh look it's quitting time already. Uh <laughs> <Yeah. very>
1: ch- <laughs> that's so good. He's very chummy with all the gang leaders and then yeah. he also uh he's willing to uh go a little beyond the uh bounds of the law to get yeah. the information he needs as as nathan alluded to earlier with the truth room which is <laughs> yeah. the well, most and, amazing gag
0: and, oh, God, there's so many great gags so there, there's so much that i want to talk about i think that part of the uh you know like letting some of the gangs get away with some stuff is and, and like where he draws the line is Ooh. if the gangs are just kind of fucking around with each other fine but when yeah. they start like messing with the citizens and it's like, no, you can't do that. So like, even when that one dude uh, got stabbed, then, you know, he just brought the two <laughs> gang leaders together, made them take a Polaroid picture together and then stuck yep. one with the bill. So it's like <laughs> nothing actually <laughs> right, happened yeah. from it. And, and I think that, you know, cause, cause when I was watching it, I was like, yeah, this, uh, Madang Sook is very clearly the good guy. Like he is, you know, very clearly set up to be, like, this is the protagonist that you were very strongly rooting for. And he's such a great guy who also will get drunk on the clock with his, you know, very high-ranking <laughs> mobster uh, brother or just friend who keeps calling him brother not actually sure. Um, okay. and, and so, you know, like, there's some of that, like, seedy underbelly where it seems like it's more of just, well, this is just part of the system in, in which they live. And as long as mobsters are just messing with each other, yeah. fine fine
2: but, well and there's uh, but yeah like
0: when you cross that line it's like no no that's that's a no-go and yeah and, and i
2: love fact line line the fact that when one of the times. times when they do cross the line he's like oh three of you need to turn yourselves in you're you know you're going down for you know the when they tried to take down the guy and without his say so and when that all went to shit he's like nope three of you are turning yourselves in yeah you know, right yeah three three of you are going down for this, then we'll talk. Yeah.
1: Well, I think the idea too is like, I mean, the whole movie is about this other this other group coming in and trying to take <laughs> over the uh, the space that's occupied by the gang. So I feel like there's an element of like, I can't really take these people down because then it, you know, it's the devil you know versus the devil you don't. If I take these <laughs> guys down and create a power vacuum, then somebody even worse could come in and and take over which is essentially well, what that. this movie's about because it's like he and the gang leaders have to sort of not quite as much as i expected based on the way the movie is kind of marketed where it's almost like the cops and the gangs have to unite against a common enemy yeah. no that's more the, the the gangster the cop and the devil all right yeah. <laughs> well,
0: so so um, that's that's one of the other things um you know part of my intro uh where i said think tonight things get wild because the tagline in, in one of the promos uh, for the movie is a bare-knuckle cop versus bloodless butcher. Tonight, things get wild. And, mm. like, the trailer makes it seem like it is very much like like an action movie, like a fun action, like the, the entire thing's going to be nonstop fighting. Like, this movie is not at all what I expected. Uh, yeah it, it, it's so much better than what i expected it's but i thought super,
1: it is really fast-paced and there's a lot of action scenes but again it is more like abrupt you know it's not
0: well it, there's there's a lot of story. and there's a lot of
1: pol- political kind of maneuvering and
0: there, there's a lot of story actually driving the movie and so like you you care about the people you care about what's happening and then the action services the plot Rather than yeah. being like some of the movies where the action is the plot. Like as much as I adore John Wick, that is an action movie where the action is the plot. You know, yeah. can can you name any of the characters other than John Wick, John Wick's dead dog, um but, other people? Yeah,
1: yeah, John Wick and Lance Reddick and And in, in McShane. Yeah, yeah, I McShane.
2: couldn't tell you their actual names in the film.
0: Exactly. So like you know, the, the the plot is the action, or um like oh the crap there there was another uh, I think it was Korean movie that I saw several years ago um about a guy that essentially like can't feel pain. And so, like, he's uh, basically, like, going on a, a revenge uh, plot with the entire Oh, are we talking about
1: Blade <laughs> of the Immortal? No.
0: Oh, God, no. We are, we are doing no wait. We're going to cover no, Blade different. of the Immortal at some point because... A <clears throat> film. That's a yeah. film. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, no, this one, uh, it's, like, it's set in reality where it's, like, some dude that, you know, like, maybe has, like, some sort of neurological thing where, like, his body just can't feel pain. So, it's not a supernatural thing. It's just, like, he, he gets hurt. Like, his body takes damage, but he just can't feel it. So, like the entire movie, he's just going and just beating the shit out of everyone. And it is super action. The entire movie. It's a really fun action movie, but again, like the action is the plot. Yeah. With the Outlaws, there is a plot. There are things that are happening. There, there's intrigue. This there's is the very
1: plot-driven. It yeah. is constantly moving. People are constantly like honestly, the first little bit of this movie um reminded me almost of like Shin Godzilla, because that <laughs> movie is all about like like, that something bad happens, and then it's about the bureaucrats, like, trying to move and constantly having to, like, rethink and re-strategize after some th- other bad thing happens. So, like, the first bit of this movie is just, like, people moving and going all over the place, and the pieces getting into position. And um, <clears throat> I, And I struggle with that kind of stuff sometimes when it's too plot-heavy. But this movie does such a good job of like sprinkling in so many little character beats in between all of it and really focus like really making all of these different characters stand out. Yeah. Um,
0: that yeah, it the- didn't
1: really bother me too much. And it was easy to follow like surprisingly easy to follow despite how many pieces there are on the board of this thing.
0: Yeah. And and like you mentioned earlier, the group dynamic of the serious crime unit, which by the way i didn't think about this until you said it eric because the entire time i was thinking of it like yeah these are like these are very serious crimes like there, there's crimes all crime is bad but then you know kind of like law and order special victims unit or law and order uh whatever they are where like there, there's that special um uh the special name to let you know these are mm-hmm. these kinds of uh crimes and so the the serious crimes unit is like yeah these are like the like the serious crimes But it wasn't until you said it, Eric, that I took it as like, no – these are very serious crimes. Like, come on, dude, stop <laughs> these, these are serious. We are the serious crime unit.
1: The serious crime unit, yeah.
0: <laughs> but I, I love their group dynamic. I, the, there's a lot of humor um, when those four or five of those are interacting, or like the, uh, oh. the captain when he's like, oh, I have a headache, I have to wow. leave. The captain is
1: so good. <laughs> and
0: and Ma Dong stole his wallet and is giving everyone cash from it. It's like, no, come back. So a lot of humor throughout this movie. But where I was getting out with, you know, like some of the plot and some of the action, the only real like action fight scene that was what I expected was the end fight scene. That's the only fight scene in the yeah. movie that felt like a, hey, this is an action movie. We need to have a lot of really choreographed fight scenes where, you know, like you're rooting. That's the only fight in the entire movie that's like that. The rest of them are either just quick assassinations or like quick street fights or just Madong slaps someone and, and knocks him out.
1: I'll say though the the one the wedding sequence is mm-hmm. honestly even more so than the last fight. I think the wedding sequence when Jang comes in and uh, I can't remember the guy's name, but it's like his mother. It's is it a wedding or is it a birth? No, it's a birthday party. I'm sorry. Yeah, it's his mother's birthday party. Uh, when he comes in and he starts spraying the fire extinguisher around and like starts attacking people through all the fog, that's all done in one shot. And it, that's the only one that really feels like super choreographed. Well, the rest of them feel a lot more scrap. Even the last fight is very scrappy. I
2: can't imagine how difficult that shot must have been to pull off, though. Because, I mean, like, if you've ever been around or in a room where a fire extinguisher goes off, like, your eyes do not feel good. They get itchy. Or, you know, it's hard to breathe. And it, it's... Yeah. You know, and it's tough to see. And here that thing is going, and they're just coming in and out of, of the fog so to say and just it's just a beautifully shot fight scene
1: yeah it's so good yeah and he yeah. and i was wondering too like i was like okay so he has a mask on like a, like a <laughs> face masky, you know like a covid face mask i'm like is that really gonna be enough to like <laughs> filter all of that stuff out i mean but, you it, know.
0: it'll help but even in that scene like that's not a big fight scene it's very choreographed and it is incredibly technically well shot and it looks great and yeah like it that is a a very powerful moment in the film but even that isn't that long of a sequence like it's it's not a the, the action in this movie is little moments of action again to kind of uh inform the plot and here is why that's so important, and and why I kind of wanted to start with this before we then start, you know, uh, diving into a lot of the things that we've already been bringing up. The fact that this is at least somewhat based on reality. All of the action feels so much more visceral. It feels like like the uh, the, the scene where Tang yeah, uh, stabs the Venom guy in the neck, like that stabbing sequence. It, it doesn't feel yeah. like a, a big action movie of like, oh, yeah, here's some knife play. It's just stabbed to the throat. Step, 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 step. And like it's something about it it, it. it like I could almost feel those those stabs because of just how raw and how visceral it was. And this this is not the most brutal movie that I've ever seen. This is far from the most tense movie that I've ever seen. Uh, you know, like I, I kept thinking about Green Room when I was watching it. <laughs> Because the violence in that movie and the tension in that movie is just overwhelming. It's a fucking great movie. But, oh, my God, it is so visceral and so raw. And it's almost hard to watch is how good uh, Green Room is with its violence. But it's also a movie. And so, like, even though with Green Room, it's like, I could see how something like this could happen. I could see how there probably are, you know, like Nazi clubs out there that probably do Kill and bury people and Oof. then just move where the club is. Like, I could see how some of that stuff could happen. With The Outlaws, even though I'm, I'm sure that a lot of it is stylized, I'm sure that, uh, you know, there's been a lot of stuff that's added to it, uh, you know, and this is not just, you know, like a documentary telling exactly what happened. The fact that it is at least based on reality, it set the film in so much more of a real place for me. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, like uh, like in, in one of those early scenes where the two goons are using a sledgehammer to break that guy's fingers, and like Ugh. they're laughing about it, and like you missed, ha 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 ha. Like I kept thinking, who, who is what kind of people join a gang, and like where is that person's mind when they are <laughs> in this kind of setting? where it almost seems more like they enjoy it rather than just, oh, here's a yeah. thing that I have to do to survive. I, mm.
2: I'm, yeah, I'm so glad you brought that up because we get that character in the film, the one guy that they kind of leave alive from the gang they're taking over. Yeah. Yeah, because he, 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 he's, you know, he drives them around a little bit, and shows them around. The bad guy ends up fucking his wife. Um, yeah, you, do,
1: he, do Soon yeah. Woo is the is the character...
0: And, yeah, and he you ends up taking him s- out on see his wife. Guy. Where he's like, you know, out- when. <laughs>
2: yeah. Yeah, when he's like outside of the restaurant, when his boss, you know, stays in there with his wife, or essentially rape her. And you can just see on his face, like, every time that they go and do something awful, how this is just. You, you can just see him tell himself, like, I need to live. <laughs> I need to live. If I don't do this, they will murder me. I guess I'm a part of this bullshit now. Yeah. oh yeah. you know he gets the chance to sell them out and does so spectacularly poorly.
1: Uh, oh god! It's he picks the absolute worst moment to try yeah. and uh, take out because it's what Huang is the is the one like gang leader who's mm-hmm. still standing at the end, uh, and he's trying to recruit him to kill Jiang Chen. Yeah, uh, and yeah, it's like they're getting away, and he literally waits until like he like doesn't he say something and then try to stab him in the car so like it's so yeah. it's so crazy because it's like he had so many moments where he could have done it easily without him realizing it well, but, but just
2: totally fumbles it but but yeah but he so had easily. never been a. That level of criminal. I mean, right? No, it makes total sense new, that he. Yeah, this yeah. has been a this is a brand. I mean, they talk about it in the film with the police. This is a brand new level of criminality. Yeah, like this is something new. Yeah. You know, a gang that is this vicious, and it happens a lot in the South Korean films. It's it's very often either Chinese or Japanese infiltrators. Like it's rarely ever their own gangs. It's almost always someone from outside coming back in. Um, interloper. And yeah, an interloper. Um, and it's interesting because that will appear again and again in South Korean films where it's very often like Chinese gangs or Japanese bad guys or stuff yeah. like that. You can tell it's a nation that's been under siege more than once. In yeah. Their history from yeah. I well, in they
1: life. do a very interesting thing with the sequel too, where they actually end up going outside of, they go mm. to Vietnam in the sequel because there's a lot of like Korean tourists there. And it's mm. specifically about Korean tourists being targeted in Vietnam by another Korean. Well, in that case, I guess it is a Korean, uh, I think, I can't remember for sure. But but yeah, that, that was something that was really interesting. There's like some, in, there's some like immigration stuff going on with the mm-hmm. film because they also keep doing this thing where it's like, we can either deport you back to China and let them deal with you, mm-hmm. um, or you can stay here with us and we can work with you in some way. Yeah. So, the, and then is it the? Aren't they? There's there's the the, the uh the kind of cliche of these types of movies where it's like, all right, if you don't nip the shit in the bud, then we're gonna have homicide come in. But isn't it like Chinese homicide that comes in? I can't remember for sure. I can't
0: remember. Uh, yes. I, I do remember that that scene reminded me a lot of Shin Godzilla with uh, that one is absolutely yeah. With, with the way that the chief was handling things. Um,
1: and they like just appeal to the chief for it's like, just give us a little bit longer and trust me, you're going to get your picture in the paper and we're going to arrest 25 <laughs> bad guys or whatever. We're going to
0: six, 25. Yeah, 25. That's right. Yeah. yeah. And they're just <laughs> like
1: totally blustering their way through it. And the chief or uh, the, the. <laughs> I can't remember what they call it. Jesus Christ. It's uh been a minute, minute since I watched this. Uh whatever the the guy who's above the captain uh he's just like so fond of the idea of like ooh my picture will be in the paper people will love me again or whatever. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's yeah it's it's, it's all about that and then the homicide guys like what are you really gonna it's like they're totally bullshitting you.
0: (laughs) so getting back to the real life gang stuff though uh, yes it's fine so so yeah that one guy is the only guy that we kind of get a glimpse of like how bad the gang actually is and he's only doing it uh, as a way to survive and Mm -hmm. and Eric even when you're like oh he had so many uh, chances that he so easily could have done it it's like, well, yeah, if this were an action movie that was just, you know, like, oh, yes, everyone in here is a badass. Everyone in here knows Kung Fu. Sure, there would have been plenty of opportunities where it's like, oh, why isn't he doing it now? But again, I, I understand this is not true to life. I understand, like, all the styling, uh, all the stylings that have been added to it, you know, all, all of this stuff to make it more of an entertaining action movie rather than just this is exactly what happened. But still. Like, yeah, all these low-level gang members, how many of them would easily have the gall to try to kill this assassin who has been killing everyone so ruthlessly and and so easily? Uh, Yeah, I mean, it
1: makes total sense that he would totally fuck it up because he's terrified of this guy. mm -hmm. He's seen firsthand exactly what he's capable of to the point where, like, even when this guy tries to, like, assault his wife, he blames his wife for it. Right, here. he starts like yelling at her for allowing this man to do this because Ugh. he's just so terrified of the guy that he
2: can't. Yeah. And then, and then we get the visit from the, uh, like the mob boss's big guy that you're like, oh, this guy might be able to stand a chance against Don Lee. <laughs> like the, other, the when they show up to that guy's house while he's beating his wife, it's just that big suit clad guy. Yeah. Oh, and right. And you're like, oh, this guy might be able to stand up to Don Lee, and then Don Lee takes him down with the fucking
1: picture. Is this the guy? Is this the guy who like mumbles under his breath, like so he says something like why are you treating or do you think I'm a bitch dick or something like <laughs> that's what the subtitle says he says do you think I'm a bitch dick and then uh Detective Ma is just like excuse me and then just immediately <laughs> demolishes this guy so <laughs> yeah. many
0: great insults in this movie
1: god so good yeah
0: so so yeah w- the, the reason that I wanted to give that foundation and give some of the this is at least based in reality that <laughs> that absolutely changed my mindset watching this movie because of the violence, you know, like because there weren't a lot of, you know, like big Kung Fu action sequences. There weren't a lot of like great big fights where people were brawling and it wasn't a a fighting action movie. It was a drama movie where people got killed a lot. And, and again, Mm. like when, uh, when, when, when Jang, uh, would, would kill people, it was so quick and so ruthless and, A lot of other action movies, like there would be more of an emphasis on the style of the kill. Or, you know, like during some of the stabs you would get, you know, like the blood splurts coming out. There would be things to kind of take it out of the realm of reality to give people that ease of like, oh, don't worry. This doesn't actually happen. When someone's hand gets cut off, it doesn't actually look like a fountain of blood. Like you you get some of that super stylized stuff to kind of set your mind at ease of, you know, this isn't real. But watching this again, every single one of those quick stabs, it wasn't here. Yeah. Let's let, let's focus the cinematography on this. It was just, yeah, no, th- this is just yeah. what's happening. And, and so yeah, most
2: of the, most of the violence is off screen. Like, yeah, it really doesn't screen show but a lot. Yeah, it doesn't. Sh- this is, this is a barely in our movie. You know, it seems like compared to a lot of American films. Yeah.
0: And and the the because of how real all of that violence was and felt, there's there's one scene in particular that uh, towards the end I was just like, oh god, no, 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 because I was way more tense during this movie than I I thought that I would be. Because again, mm-hmm. it's a fun action movie watching Mudong so go around slap people and knock them out. Oh no, that's that's not what I'm watching at all. It's what I'm watching. But yeah, anytime Jing Chen Jin
1: especially is on screen, he's just so. He's just so casual. He, much like, I mean, he's like a perfect uh, foil for Morong Suk because he's he's also very casual about what he's doing, but what he's doing is just so, like you said, ruthless. Yeah. Like, he has no, he's like, he's going through, he's showing his face everywhere because, I mean, I would if I looked that good. That guy's fucking hot as hell. But, like, <laughs> he, uh, like, he's just killing people in broad daylight, like, even whenever at they're at the end of the film, like he and his gang are just walking out into traffic and not even looking at the cars around them. Like they just, mm. he just truly seems like he, he truly uh, must feel untouchable. You yeah. Know?
0: Mm-hmm. Well, and, and the scene, because of all of that, the scene that it, it was just painful to watch was, um, after a lot of those fights like after you know everything a- after all of the you know the big gang action sequences where he's running away from a dong sook and he goes into that restaurant
2: and yeah the old dude and oh.
0: the kid and oh. like, like I, I could just feel it coming on it's like okay one of them is going to at least get hurt if not die. And, and then when you see him uh, flip through, and again, spoilers, spoilers, spoilers. When you see him look at the pictures, and you're like, oh, no, no. Oh, shit. Yeah, he God's realizes said.
1: that they've been helping <laughs> the police.
0: The, the yeah. part that it was, God, again, because of how well uh, this movie set things up, when he walks into the back <laughs> and the kid is sitting there on the phone, it doesn't show what he does, but you just know something brutal mm-hmm. and horrible is about to happen and I had a very strong emotional reaction to that scene because again of how ruthless the rest of the violence felt as a mm-hmm. quick comparison you, yeah.
2: yeah and they did a great job of making you care about that kid from the very beginning of the film when you know my is you know, when he's talking to another criminal at that kid's food stand and he's like you know nope, you're buying all this nope, no oh, oh, here take the spread oh you, you took a bite you bought that now Pay the kid. If <laughs> I find out you hurt him, I'll kill you. Yeah, yeah. You know, like you, you know right away that there are people in this world that he has soft spots for, and this is one of them. So of course, that's going to be the the death that takes him. You know, over the edge to go after this guy even harder. Yeah,
0: and and we don't he know does. if he dies. You know, the kid well, was alive when he saw him. Yeah, it's crazy
2: that
1: we don't know what happened to those two characters. Well, but
0: but again, like part of why I love this movie, I love it so much, and why the, again this entire episode, I'm like, yes, we very very strongly recommend watching it shortly after I watched the man from nowhere be- because again, I, w- I wanted to uh, watch all the other movies that the outlaws went up against in her punch out. Uh, but sadly, that was the only one that I had a chance to. And the man from nowhere is really good. I really like it. I gave it a heart and letterbox. Mm-hmm. But it's, it's fine. Like it, the, I, if I had watched them in the opposite order, if I had watched the man from nowhere first, I'm like, Oh man, this is awesome. It's like Korean John wick. This movie is great. Everyone needs to see this. And then I would have watched The Outlaws and I would have been like, oh, my God, like this movie feels so brutal. But because Ooh. I watched The Outlaws first, then watching uh, The Man from Nowhere, it was like, it's it's a generic action movie. Oh, there's this mysterious military killer who now he's all like loner with cool hair. All right. Whatever. <laughs> oh, the, the gang members kidnapped this little girl. All right. Well, she's probably going to die. Like I, I, I enjoy the movie. But I didn't get nearly as invested because, again, I, again, I understand the outlaw is not a true story, but because it didn't even have that connection of, oh, the man from nowhere is based off of this blah, 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 blah. It's just like, hey, here's an action movie. It's The ex-military the wife dead kill people go mm-hmm. like when it got to the end. it was like, yeah, the girl's probably going to die. It's going to suck, but uh, all right. We'll see you <laughs> in the next movie. There wasn't the same reaction as the uh, the kid in the diner in the Outlaws cowering on the phone and uh, and and Jang walking back there. Is it Jang or Chang? Uh, I keep Jang. Jang Chin
1: is the <clears throat> character's okay. name.
0: So yeah, when Jang walks back there and he just looks at the kid, that's all that you need to be like, oh. Yeah.
1: I mean, it's fuck. set up so well because you, again, you know exactly how how ruthless he is. You know what he's capable of, but also like. You care so much about this kid because, yeah. uh, for, for, I mean, for one thing, he's he has all these interactions with Detective Ma. but he also, like, one of the best things in the movie that especially sets up that ending is whenever they're trying to recruit the citizens to, like, take photos of Jang Chan and yeah. his men, and none of them want to do it. They're like, oh, no, we're just going to deal with, you know, them coming in and extorting us for, you know, they're trying to get protection money or whatever. Uh from these gang from the gangs are coming into the businesses and like telling them you have to pay up or, or you know bust up your business or whatever. Yeah. Um <clears throat> but the kid is the one who like gives the rousing speech that yeah. convinces everybody to do it because this kid is like, "Hey, I have a future. Like I am I still have like my entire life to look forward to. We have to do something about this. Like we can't just rest on our laurels because I'm the one who is the next generation who's going to be cleaning up the mess that you leave for me yeah,
2: there age. were a, there were a lot of important scenes set in this little
1: restaurant yeah i too, mean it's also,
2: also when they first the, i call it the heat scene yeah you know where, yeah, exactly. where we're both where the cops and the gangs are both sitting in there and they start to recognize one another yeah well, the good guys recognize the bad guys and the bad guys are like those are fucking cops fuck yeah um, exactly just watch it's not a terribly drawn-out scene. It's probably only a few minutes before they actually bust out. But, oh my god, it's so tense. And the way Madong is, again, protecting the kid. Like, nope, you need to go over here. And
1: Yeah, but he immediately
2: and goes for the kid, yeah. Goes for the kid. And then, like, the young, the youngest member of the group, uh, of, of the cops, the one that takes the fry pan full of hot grease. Oh, the- yeah. I mean, even he's got a really cool story arc in there where you see where he doesn't you know because he almost got he almost got killed he has a young wife he doesn't want to be, be in this anymore and Madong is like you know okay yeah where do you want to go i'll take care i'll make sure you get there
1: oh which man. i love the, too because it makes him so and you know you expect him to be mad about yeah.
2: it but he's so trope. endearing <laughs> well, he, and he really does love his workers. Yeah, right
0: and and uh, his response of like i get it you know we're all scared if you've been stabbed as many times as uh, as I have, like I, I'm scared. <laughs> yeah, that's, of what, that's when that's
1: you learn that he's scared of knives, <laughs> which is a the line. When you've been
2: stabbed as many times as I. Have.
0: <laughs> and the thing that I love so much about that is it didn't feel like he was just feeding the kid a line to be like, no. "Oh, I understand." It's like, no, we're scared, and it wasn't even like a uh, everyone's scared, man up or or get out. It was just like a no, I get it. Everyone is scared. And if you can handle this, like, yeah, like you, you have other things that you also need to do. You have a wife, you have, you know, a a family. So like it felt so (coughs) real and because of, um, and, and, and and again, I understand all stylings, blah, blah, blah. Um, but it, it felt so real because then. It gave context to all of the other knife scenes. It gave context to the it next does, yeah. scene when he gets stabbed and he has to deal with it. But you don't get, you know, like as, as you would get in probably a lot of American action movies of, oh, I've revealed that I'm scared of knives. And so then in the next scene, when a knife comes out, you would almost expect him to kind of recoil a little bit. But it was just like, nope, it, it sucks, but I have to deal with it. Like this is the life that, yeah. that I'm choosing. And, and again, like it doesn't... Having that uh, that dialogue of being scared of knives and then almost immediately him getting stabbed again, to me <laughs> it did not it did not feel uh, incongruous. It didn't feel like, well, wait a second, didn't he just say that he was scared of knives? Why isn't he acting scared? And it didn't feel <laughs> like, oh, he was obviously lying about uh, being scared. It felt like, yeah, no, he is scared, but he has to deal with it. And, and that informs so much more of who he is
1: it's it does this it does the smart thing of where you like he is the ultimate badass the movie establishes very early on but it deflates him just enough to make you care even more and to give him just enough vulnerability yeah in those fight sequences even though he's still kicking everyone's asses like <laughs> it, it adds that extra dimension to his character that, that makes you care even more when he's in those, those situations yeah uh, that's that's kind of what I mean, like by how there's so many great, just very small, like that they seem minor at the moment, but they they add so much to like really make you care about every single one of these characters, whether they be you know genuine emotional beats like that or some of like the funnier stuff that they throw in. Um, it's oh it's yeah. really brilliant the way. It-
0: Any of the interrogation scenes are just (laughs)
1: hilarious. Oh God, the truth room is is truly (laughs) one of the funniest gags I've ever seen because it's like he says, "Let's take him to the truth room," and your immediate thought is like, "What? What is the truth room?" Because they're in the tiniest little trailer (laughs) you can imagine, and it's just—it's literally just like a curtain that you (laughs) would find in like a hospital (laughs) to divide
2: the beds. And (laughs) they pull back. I love it when they bring mm-hmm. the gang back for the sequel too. Like they do, they're yeah. not even in their country. He's like, "Is it time to go to the truth room or something?" Yeah, to- and
1: <laughs> they're like, they have to improvise a truth room, which is so good. But like, <laughs> what makes it even better too is he has a. They have a motorcycle <laughs> helmet just, just uh, oh. for interrogation scenes, so they can put it on a guy's head and he can just punch people <laughs> 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 without like causing serious brain damage. <laughs> Oh man, it's so funny. There's there's it's also really interesting from the from an American perspective. Uh, you know, just in terms of like police brutality and the way this movie like has a fairly black and white kind of view of good and evil despite the fact that the cops are often like you know, again, the hero of this movie is going extrajudicial <laughs> to get what he needs. But like it's st- he's still like very much the good guy in this, even though he like there's a- even a line where n- whenever they get one of Jang Chen's men, he says, "Can cops do this?" Like he's <laughs> like, I can't remember what it is that he's actually doing to the guy of that scene, but he has a line I mean, where he says, "Can cops?" He's, do he's this?
0: just like punching him and beating him up, and I guess
1: I guess that's what it is, yeah, yeah. yeah. It, it could be because but, oh oh no, it's whenever he says that he wants a lawyer remember oh. he get he says oh this is tazy taser esquire say hello. i wrote that <laughs> say note down yep yeah. <laughs> oh god it's so so he starts tasing him.
0: so yeah i'm i'm glad that you brought up the uh police brutality aspect because that's another thing that i was thinking the, there are so many movies especially american action movies that feel so Not quite jingoistic, but like whatever the cop equivalent of that is, where you know, like like the Dirty Harry movies, where it's like, oh well, the police system's failing the law, so you know, I I have to do this because this is the only way to make people safe, or or Death Wish, where it's just like. Well, if, if the cops aren't going to do the job, then I'm going to take it into my own hands. And and there's so many, you know. I mean, even,
1: I mean, pretty much any cop, mm-hmm. even like the like Lethal Weapon or something, where it's mm-hmm. like, yeah, you got Mel Gibson as the loose cannon cop who's going to get the job done because he's crazy or whatever. Like, yeah, it's and, such a trope.
0: Yeah, there's so many of those movies where it's like we have to take the law into our own hands, or or you know, like the the only way to deal with crime is to let the cops do whatever they want and and it, it's it's very tricky because as a movie yeah okay sometimes it's a lot of fun in a movie like we were just laughing at the fact that uh my said yeah this is uh Taisy mctaser esquire because it's funny the the problem with the, the the break between you know real world and entertainment is how many like real life cops view themselves that way you know and like how many black people are dead because cops are like oh he's got a gun dude's <laughs> eight and he had like a, a a pack of chewing gum nope it was a gun yeah. i felt threatened and and so like there's such a disconnect of how real cops really treat real human lives and how often cops really fuck up and how entertaining it is in movies and like i i get why some people get very up in arms against you know movies that show cop violence because yeah it it can be incredibly problematic one of the things that i think most people need to remember is movies are not showing the way that things should be in fact a lot of times it's showing uh, almost like (coughs) that that more extreme stylized version of because this is the world we need to shine a light on how bad some of these things are like you know watching the outlaws I was rooting for Madong Sook, but at no point was I like, yeah, I want to be <laughs> like him. It was just like, No, nope, there is no part of this that I ever want to be a part of. I, I want to be as far away from everything that isn't happening in this movie as possible, aside from the food. The food looks amazing. Yes, it <laughs> does. And, it, he, yeah.
1: I, I do think, too, that like just the fact that it is set in a culture that is so different from our own helps to sort like it helps to distance me from that to a certain extent. Like even the fa- like I kept thinking a lot about the fact that nobody ever uses a gun in this movie, which we've talked about a little bit. And I was like why is that? Like is this actually just like a Korean thing? And I looked into it and there really just aren't guns in Korea. like even the police officers don't really carry guns and if they do they usually use uh blanks or at least like they have they use revolvers and usually like at least half of the uh, rounds are blanks because they fire warning shots. And also revolvers are just easy to check your ammunition. There's a scene in the roundup where they get a gun and uh, he checks the chamber and he says, Oh, these are real bullets. And I was like,
2: like, you meant to actually kill me.
1: Yeah. He's (laughs) like, you were using. Yeah. And I was like, that's weird. Why would he think that they're not real bullets? And, and so I looked into it and they also like, Like, you can get a gun as a citizen in South Korea, but they have very strict licensing requirements. And you also don't get to keep it in your home. Like, you have to check it into and out of a police station. So, like, if you own a gun, you can check it out for hunting or target practice or something, but you don't take it, like, you check it back into the police station or they come Mm -hmm. find you.
2: It's weird a country without an overwhelming gun culture. (laughs) Right.
1: Yeah, and it's like, obviously, you know, they still have crime issues, but, like, it's a very yeah. different situation. Uh, you know, the police are armed with these, like, awesome... Well, maybe awesome's the wrong way to, to describe it, but they have, like, the, those, like, batons that... Uh, the retractable batons mm-hmm. um, that they use a lot that look like they would fuck your shit up yeah. so hard. Well, um, and,
0: and even looking at that, like, even looking at there weren't any guns in the Outlaws... And,
1: yeah,
0: there were some uh, extrajudicial ways that they, uh, that they handled the the criminals. They didn't kill any of the criminals. Like, even with as murderous as, uh, as, as all of the mobsters were, the cops were still, like, arresting them. So, like, mm-hmm. even within this yeah. movie where, yeah, like, taking them to the truth room and bonking him over the head or, you know, tasing a dude and, and <coughs> probably breaking a few of his ribs he wasn't dead and and so like oh as as violent and as visceral as this movie generally was, yeah. but the no did, did the cops kill did the cops kill anyone
1: uh one one cop killed someone <laughs> well no no actually i'm trying to remember what ha- does, does he kill jang chen in the end i guess he doesn't no. does he no he oh god he, he like, knocks him out he breaks his wrist and then yeah yeah he, handcuffs, he, he handcuffs right, and knocks him out yeah. oh that's so brutal
0: yeah so man like, e- even even Probably wishes he was dead even jeng chen who had killed who knows how many people in this movie and again ruthlessly the 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 scenes where he is killing people it feels so i it, it, it's hard to explain because again it's not like the kind of brutal violence in something like green room where like you get all of that blood and gore and it, excess yeah, violence it's it doesn't just so, show it in
1: detail Mm -hmm. it just it felt too real
0: again just how quickly he did things it felt so ah but even him he still just gets arrested so even thinking about the outlaws is like oh well here's cops run amok where they're just out doing whatever they want to arrest people they're not out there just you know mindlessly killing them uh and and even again i've already done a few comparisons but comparing it again to the man from nowhere there are two people in that movie that have guns one of them is the bad guy, one of the bad guys who shoots two people. Sorry, actually no, there's uh three people because of a flashback scene. But the the bad guy with a gun, I think kills one or two people with his gun. Mm-hmm. And then uh the, the main guy, the man from nowhere, spoilers for a movie that we're not even talking about right now. He when when he gets a gun, like in a very John Wick style, like, I need a gun. He needs a gun with at least 10 chambers, he's telling the dude. So he gets basically, um, you know, a, a, like a nine millimeter with three clips. So he has 30 bullets and, mm-hmm. and like the, the, like the big shootout at the end. That's it. He, he uses two clips and, and like it felt so out of place in that movie because the rest of it is, you know, like baseball bats and knives and, Mm-hmm. And 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 it felt so out of place, but also in a very weird way the because axes. when he gets well, because when he gets to the end, and you expect oh, there smart. to be, yeah, uh, with with the man from nowhere,
1: the man from nowhere, yeah,
0: sorry, you expect there to be like another great big fight scene, and he just pulls a gun out and shoot a shoots a bunch of the mobsters, and then there's some other fight that's going on, but like, yeah, the the gunplay felt so. Different compared to things like American movies, especially American cop films, where it's like, "Look at the size of my gun! All the criminals are going to be scared of this." Look at, look, look at my dick. Like, because just because so, guns
2: aren't masturbatory
1: fantasies, yep. right? There. Yeah, it's not like the the Matrix thing where it's like, "I need guns,
2: lots of guns," and then they
1: just yeah. swoop yeah. in.
2: No, the, with, and the more and the more Korean films you'll watch, you will see that most of, especially the ones that are all cops and criminals and shit like that. Guns don't play a big part. They they just don't. It's yeah. basically like the warriors, you know, like the warriors. <laughs> yeah. There's a
1: gun yeah. in the opening scene, and after that, it's just we beat the shit out of each other. Yeah, <laughs> it's like the gun is the thing that ruins everything for everyone.
0: Yeah. Uh, that's because the gun is the thing that ruins uh, everything for uh, everyone. Uh, yes, also, what are we covering? The warriors. We need to talk about that.
1: Oh yes, I'm. I am trying. I I put a theme in our theme thing specifically. To get the warriors in, is, so is uh, it uh,
0: New york's sleaze? Because New York sleaze could totally work
2: to I get mean, the warriors I think in there. it kind of
1: fits New York sleaze. No, it, you oh, did death. that. I, I it
2: did not New York sleaze.
1: Yeah, I did. Nocturnal odysseys. Yeah,
2: <laughs> <because> <laughs>
1: that movie is very much the odyssey at night. So <laughs> it, it very <laughs> much is. Um, hey, we should probably
0: get back to talking about the outlaws because that's the movie that we're actually talking about. Good stuff.
1: Yeah, um, it's a great movie. Yeah, I am. Shit, I'm trying to remember where I was going with with my
2: thought. Uh, well, I mean, yeah, Dan, I, I, I can come in with one thing too that I liked towards the end of it. With all of this violence and all of you know, all the crime, it still comes down at the very end to fucking business. It's one guy sent, you know, owns a hotel and is making lots of money, and another guy kind of wants to take him out, so he hires this guy to do it yeah and that yeah you don't even like learn that until like the very end of the film that there's someone else involved and i just kind of love that when it came down to all of this stabbing and all this other shit it's just down to a, ba- a real estate deal gone bad
1: it's literally like a corporate takeover i <laughs> yeah. mean like that's exactly what it is it's trying to be a corporate takeover and it's it's so fast because, again, as an American person, like my brain was trained to, like, oh, he, this guy, Jang Chen, the ultimate badass in this movie, works for Guac or whatever, isn't Guac yeah. or whatever. And I'm like, oh, this guy must be fantastic. Like, he must be just like the ultimate, the ultimate, ultimate badass. And it's like, no, he's just a business dude who hired some guy to do this for him. And yep. he is immediately just like taken over by the other guy once they find out that he did it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and i love that about it yeah it's so <laughs> it it's it almost is like uh it it really is corporate takeover because Huang, the the remaining gang leader is basically just like a small businessman that's <laughs> <who laughs> like the, these like mahjong gambling dens and yeah. uh and like the he has the hotel too right the the yeah. like sex hotel yeah cuz i'm trying to remember who the the other guy gets kind of
2: Taken out pretty early. The, but. the Venom
0: Gang is uh, v- Venom. I think that was all the. Yeah, it was Venom,
2: Venom Gang with Venom as they're taken out pretty quick. Yeah.
1: Yeah, the Ven- that's right. The Venom Gang. Yeah. And then the. Uh, the Which, oh my. God. Has a gang, too. They're like the Black something gang. Black yeah. Snake gang, or something.
2: The other, uh, the other funny sight gag is when they're in, like, the. Uh, the bathhouse or whatnot and they're like you know we need to go after this venom gang we need to find guys that might have venom tattoos and and then that guy with the the venom tattoo walks into the sauna yeah (laughs) he's just looking down trying (laughs) to cover
0: it up yeah yeah this this movie was surprisingly funny and i'm so glad that it was because for me all of that humor all of that dry wit it really broke the tension throughout this movie
1: because it's yeah, not, I think that really helps. It,
0: yeah. Cause it's not a comedy. Like it's not like they were trying to be funny. It's just like, uh, Dan, like you said, when we were doing our punch out, one of the things that's so great about Korean cinema is the, the sort of merging of all of these different styles in a way mm. that just works. Um, you know, like comparing this to lethal weapon, since that was brought up uh, a few minutes ago in lethal weapon, you have, the funny guy. Like it's not mm. it, it's a funny movie because the funny guy. But the rest of it is like this is a serious action cop drama uh crime thriller movie. And then you have Mel Gibson being the crazy funny guy uh and until and so literally Pesci.
2: doing three stooges shit.
0: <laughs> right. Yeah. And and yeah. then when you get Joe Pesci, it's like, okay, well now he's the even funnier guy and 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 so or you know, like um
1: wait uh, funny funny how <laughs> exactly like, like
2: he's out
0: he's here to amuse you yes. <laughs> he is there to amuse me or or like with and i hate to use this as an example but i'm going to or like with rush hour where th- the movie isn't Dude. funny
1: rush hour rules weird rush we, hour is i love rush hour don't you get me started on rush hour i
0: won't get you started because um i've got thoughts about that movie that are less than favorable so oh, you know like, like chris tucker is just loud and funny and annoying and and jackie chan is a badass and then like everything else around them is being serious and 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 sometimes that tone just doesn't work i still i still really enjoy a lot of those movies you know i love some of the really funny action uh cop uh, thrillers but a lot of them they're not funny movies they are serious movies with either mm. one funny character or a few funny lines even die hard I, you know bruce willis has some funny lines but <laughs> he's he's it like there's, yeah yeah like he he is the comic relief
1: well speaking of jackie chan i think he's kind of the 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 movie series that loomed largest in my mind watching this, especially knowing that like the Outlaws is becoming its own huge movie series now. Like the the sequel, the Roundup just came out this year, and it's currently the highest-grossing film of the year in South Korea, and like the third highest-grossing movie of all time, I think, um, in South Korea. Uh, and this movie, The Outlaws, when it came out, was also like one of the highest-grossing R-rated films in South Korea, too. So, like, it's a huge thing, and there's going to be at least two more of these movies. And for me, like, it reminds me so much of the Jackie Chan Police Story movies, because, you know, those are it's doing for Ma Dong-suk what I think Police Story does for Jackie Chan, where it's like, Ma Dong-suk plays a character named Detective Ma, and then in the Police Story movies, Jackie Chan is playing a guy named Inspector Chan. (laughs) And each of these series are, like, very much revolving around their personas. Yeah, like it is so much built around who they are as, as uh, as movie stars, Um, and you know, police story is obviously much more of like a stunt-heavy action film um, because that's what Jackie Chan does. But but yeah, I mean, it's also a movie that has like the first police story at least is is for half of it, it's like a screwball comedy. Um, it is so funny there's a scene where Jackie Chan is like uh, operating a police station by himself and he has to answer like 12 different phones and he's just doing like a fucking Charlie Chaplin bit in the middle of it so like but it also has like very
0: yeah I love Jackie Chan's physical comedy and how he incorporates that into his uh, choreographed fighting and like it's it's almost like the drunken master style but it's more of like drunken's Three Stooges style, just the way that he's able to use everything around him and, and Yeah, man, the I, I love his, him. I love his him so much.
1: What he does with props and like he can just make magic with whatever is near him. It's it's unbelievable. Jackie Chan is the fucking greatest. But yeah, police story is, is the thing that I was thinking of a lot as kind of like the perfect analogue for what this is. Um it's like it's in my mind kind of the Korean police story for yeah. for uh for Ma. Yeah. But um, but
0: yeah, so, so I love the comedy and I love how the comedy breaks that tension because again, it feels natural. It feels like humans using humor as a way to diffuse their own tense situations. It mm-hmm. doesn't feel like things are just being jokey because a lot of the humor comes from a, a lot of the humor comes from the serious crimes unit because like they're just, yeah, like this gang of brothers that that knows each other so well that they have to find some way to laugh through the trauma that they're going through, Mm -hmm. but like they're, they're not making jokes of what they do. And, and you see that whenever they have those interactions and then they have to be cops and instantly it's just go over here. And like their, their entire demeanor changes and like you, you're able to see how they're, they, they can laugh and have fun and joke around. But when it's time to be serious, they're not playing you know like the the buffoon uh you know comic relief uh, style cop and and I, I just feel like that realistic humor just goes such a long way in this movie
1: it, it does the movie sets it up so perfectly too whenever we we talked a little bit about it but when the you first see detective Ma and his crew talking and they're doing they're talking about the hand model and wearing too much cologne and they're just joking around like it's a regular day at the office and then the camera turns around and it's like there's a person who's been stabbed in a bathroom <laughs> and yeah. they're joking around while walking to the scene uh, because again this is just their job and this this would be like you know Nathan and I you know shooting the shit outside of his office at work or something but mm. this is just the way that they do it and yeah. they do they do such a good job of it too with the the captain character Captain Gion, I I guess it would be how you pronounce it. Um, where he's he's so funny because he's like he has to be kind of the the hard ass who swoops in and and yells at them whenever they fuck stuff up. But then they'll joke around about it and he'll yell at them and they're like, whoa, 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 Captain! Like we've been working like fourteen hour days. Like we we're literally sleeping in this office. Like cut us a break. You know, they're in, in the
2: two bunk beds
1: that none of us could fit in. In the two bunk beds. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, like it's it's so great because they they cut up with one another and they like pull pranks on each other and steal money and <laughs> make each other do stuff they don't want to do and yeah, or, all this other stuff but they also like very much support each other. Yeah,
0: yeah or like the scene um the, like that scene where then uh, uh detective ma and the captain go outside and ma's like hey look Take it easy on them. You've been where they are. You know how hard this is. Yeah, that's, exa- you know? that's exactly and, the scene I was. And he, and he was like, "Just remember that there's still people." And like, it's a very emotional scene. And then the other guy pops out and it's like, "Hey, the chief wants to see you." And Ma's response is, "Oh, you're fucked."
1: And <laughs> it's like he wants to
0: see you too. What I do, and, and again, like it doesn't feel like they're making a joke. It doesn't feel like they're laughing off everything. It feels very genuine of a very tense scene then a very emotional scene where you, you get a lot of that humanity and then instantly some humor that doesn't feel out of place. It's, um, it's good. It's, mm-hmm. it's just such a great, I also
1: movie. love to like, even like the, the people who are in the cop group who aren't as, uh, as prominent, like there's, I love the, whenever the movie kind of kicks into the third act and they put together their plan to find Jang Chin they do this thing where they arrest one of his goons, and then they have two of the police officers impersonate like uh, Chinese officers, uh, and which you don't realize the, at the time. I don't think yeah. those
0: those weren't two officers, were they? I thought that those were. I
2: think they were just two actors. Yeah, I think that they were. Just no, like, I guess two you're right. Actors, yeah, like, you're right. They people. they weren't
1: actually. They were like it's kind. Of, they do a thing in the sequel too, where he'll like like uh, Ma will like just pick out people he knows and like get them to do things for him. So yeah, you're right. Um, but yeah, he gets them to impersonate the Chinese officers to make a deal with Jang Chen's henchmen. And is it gasoline or something? I, I one of them is called gasoline. Or it might, that might not be the one I'm thinking of. But uh, or
2: maybe that's doesn't matter. Gasoline yes, is, is what is. I think gasoline's in the sequel too. So I don't. think Yes. Oh, OK. OK. I don't know. I can't remember. Doesn't the, it's matter. hard to keep what up the with goons? some of the names. The,
0: the bald, anywho, bald goon.
1: It's the bald goon. Yes. Uh, they he makes a deal with them or whatever. And uh, then uh, they have to go pretend to be the cops again. And they're like terrified the second time around. And they're just sitting there like super nervous about it and talking, talking their way through it before they have to meet with them. Um so yeah, even like little guys like that get these these moments of humanity to show you that they're not just, you know, characters in a movie. Every single person gets gets their moment. Yep. Sorry, that was way too long of a detour for that. <laughs> but also I just wanted to mention I love that they're I love the way that their plan works out, like where they have the two two guys impersonating <laughs> the officers. That's so smart.
0: Love when a plan comes together. So I want to talk about the end of this movie because for me again i i was tense during this movie the the the, the movie again it's not like the most brutal movie that i've ever seen it is far from the most like anxiety inducing movie it there's nothing about it that really should make it as tense as it is Except for again, how just real and and visceral that violence feels and how it's not overly stylized. It's not the focus, you know, it, it just happens and then it's over and you get the feeling like, Oh, Oh, right. Shit. People actually die from gang violence. Oh, this feels so different. So because of how real this movie felt because of how the, the violence was handled and because of how invested I was in these characters, and because of just how fucking vicious Jang chen was and and how like cold and and brutally vicious because again like nothing that he did I'm, I'm trying to think back there are very few if any scenes where it seems like he is acting out of like anger you know it, it doesn't seem like he's like this crazy unhinged like piss him off and he's gonna fly off the handle it seems more of just like a nope, I get what I want, and if you don't give me what I want, I kill you. Like, he, he seems so cold and calculated, which yeah. also makes him so much more terrifying. Because, uh, you know, like his two goons, they seem a lot more angry. They seem... Yeah, they're wild. very, like,
1: hot, and they fly off the handle, and he just kind of, like, rolls his eyes every time they do that.
0: Yeah. And be, so because of how cold he is, and because of how quickly and ruthlessly he does things, again, like, that violence... It, it just stuck with me throughout this movie. And so I was so invested in these characters. And then it, again, when the kid gets beaten up by this, this gangster, you're like, Oh fuck, is he going to get away? Are, are we going to get to the end of this movie? And the bad guy wins. I was having a real, uh, you know, um, uh, Fred Savage and princess, uh, princess bride <laughs> moment.
1: where it's just like, I love it. he oh, get away?" It's, it's actually, that's a great, uh, Uh, Because that's kind of how I felt too because the way that that scene is edited too whenever Jang Chen comes in and sees the kid on the phone like trying Mm -hmm. to call Ma and he's not able to get through because he's on the phone with someone else. Um, The way that it's edited is is he goes and he sees the kid and then it cuts to Ma outside of the shop. And so Mm -hmm. you assume by the rules of cinema that like these things are happening concurrently. Right. And you think that he's going to go in there and save the day right it's like oh yeah good he's going to go in he's going to save the kid he gets he walks in and then you're like oh shit he's too late yeah uh it's really a brilliant way to a brilliant and just and very simple way too to just kind of like play off your expectations and it makes that moment hit so much harder too whenever he like sees the kid and he's just devastated by it
0: yeah and and as an audience member it devastated me a little bit
1: Oh, absolutely, yeah. So, and of course, it makes the, the climactic scene where he, Zheng Shen almost gets away in the airport. He walks out of that stall and the camera pulls back and you just see Ma washing his hands. <laughs> 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 oh, and that's so good.
0: I, I shit you not. When I was watching this movie, thankfully, I was watching it uh, when when neither of my kids were around because when uh, when Jangshan walks out of the, the bathroom stall... And you see Ma Dang Suk, I literally stood up and went, "Fuck yeah, yeah!" <laughs> I was so just like, "Thank God." Even though was, you
1: know, you like know it's coming. You know it's coming. I but... see. That's the
0: thing. I didn't know that it was coming. I thought, oh. I thought he was. I thought the way the movie had been going, uh, Jane could have gotten away, and I wouldn't have been surprised. I would not have felt mm-hmm. cheated with how the movie went. I would have felt like, "Yep." this just adds to how brutal gang violence can be and how senseless it all is. And now that he got away, d- did anything ever really change? And so I-, I wouldn't have felt like we had been cheated. If that had been the ending, I'm so glad that it wasn't though, mm. because when he walks out and, and Ma dong sook just has that same coolness that he's had the entire film, you're like, thank God. Jang Chen is finally about to get wrecked. And right, yeah. he does.
1: Oh mm-hmm. man, so good. They it's, just demolished
2: that bathroom. Something I mean, about airport bathroom fight scenes in cinema. <laughs> it's just, you know, there's like the Mission Impossible one, and then. Yeah, the one in Fallout is, oh, is the pinnacle. When they, I don't know. They this one's a, pretty goddamn good. This dude. one's very good,
1: yeah. too. It's so fascinating, too, because it's like whenever that scene happens, I, I paused it at one point and I was like, oh, there's only like five minutes left in the movie. Um, and I, and again, I'm so used to action scenes, like being so prolonged in a lot of these things that like, it it definitely feels like a long fight scene, but I think it's only because it lasts so much longer than any other fight scene in the movie, mm-hmm. but it's really only like three minutes long. Yeah. And I love it's to, it's pretty I mean, one
2: sided for most of it.
1: It's pretty well. Yeah, it really is. Like, I mean, he gives, he gives Ma a run for his money more so than any other person in the movie. And they do a good job of kind of like making it a real like brawn versus brute kind of thing where because Jang is so agile, he can kind of slip over. He's very (laughs) weaselly in the fight. (laughs) So they like play their physiques against each other really well. Um, But but yeah, I mean, it it truly is though like Moss just, you know, kicking his ass and throwing him all over the bathroom. Yeah.
0: Well, and then you get some of those (laughs) earlier character development notes where even though it's not a knife. Ma gets you know not stabbed but he gets sliced with that glass and so you get some oh of yeah the, uh, some of his personal fears coming back in you get the emotional reaction because it is so shortly after uh, the, the kid told Ma China like I, I think that's all he said maybe he said he's going to China I can't remember how much uh, the kid actually said but because it's so quickly after that like you are you are very quickly coming down from that just the, that, that emotional scene of caring so deeply about this kid straight into the action. Like it's not like a, okay, we, we care, but now we have to have some more setup and we have to know like how did, uh, how did Ma figure out what uh, the airport that, um, that he was going to be at or like you, you don't have to have all of that set up. It's just mm-hmm. emotion cathartic release and, again i don't know about the yep. two of you but i needed the end of this movie so bad
1: it's great yeah it's really good and he they save the day they arrest like 32 people or whatever and then the movie ends with uh, them being like the chief wants to see you <laughs> it, it's a total perfect like cliffhanger like oh there are more adventures to come like he's got yeah. he's got another case that he's needed on it's it's perfect Um, I really, really adore this movie. I'm glad that we went with this one. Very happy. Even though, you know, I'm sad about some of the other movies that were kicked out of our punch out. I'm, uh, I'm thrilled that we did this because it's so good. And, uh,
0: yeah. But speaking of the punch out, are you really sad about any of the ones that the outlaws went up against? So in round one, (laughs) it went up against a tale of two sisters, which I still want to see. I definitely want to see.
1: That looks great
0: to me yeah i I really want to see it um but based off of some of the description and some of what uh dan said during the punch out it seems like a tale of two sisters is very good the outlaws is fucking amazing in round two the outlaws went up against the man from nowhere which i watched and the man from nowhere is very good it has like a like a Mm. A very high rating on uh on Letterboxd. And both of you, I think, also or Dan, I think at least gave it like a four and a half or a five, I think. Yeah, you 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 rated uh you rated it very high. Um yeah.
1: I haven't seen it actually, but I it was yeah, one that I would have put in the thing if Dan hadn't put in.
0: Yeah, f- four and a half. Uh so rated very high. Watching them back to back, they don't even compare like if if we had gone with the man from nowhere and then i watched the outlaws i'd have been like oh guys we made the wrong choice <laughs> uh and then in round three it went up against burning which burning does look very good
1: i started burning watching is, burning it's just a different movie it's a yeah. different type yeah. of
2: film it doesn't seem like that would be comparable at all with the handmaiden uh, with the handmaiden we are carrying that type we're already covering that type of thing.
0: yeah Yeah,
2: where we were, and with Parasite, we're not. This this type of movie is it's its own genre in Korean cinema, and we're not doing another movie like it. So I'm very happy we did it.
0: Yeah, it was also uh, The Outlaws was (laughs) the first movie Dan that you put into the skull of decisions.
2: Damn right, there's a reason. (laughs) I love Ma Dong, and this is probably my favorite of his films. Where he just gets to shine and be him, which I'm glad it wasn't as good. I mean, it's still a good film, but like in the the gangster, the cop, and the devil, he gets to play the bad guy in that one. He is the I'm, in that film.
1: Ugh, I'm, I want to see that so bad.
2: It's it's a, it's a good film. It's just not as good.
1: Yeah, I just want to see. I
2: think I rated that one like three and a half.
1: It's fine, but. I think the thing that really uh that really draws me to that is on the poster he's got shades on so that's how you know he's a bad guy he's yeah. he's wearing some sunglasses
2: But he's still wearing a fucking dynamite suit man and he looks so good yeah he a looks Mad so good a suit
1: he truly can um I also before we finish up um well, I I there, there, there's two ahead.
0: more things that we're going to do before we finish up oh, okay. but go ahead
1: yeah yeah no i just want to say that um I I keep uh, alluding to it, but the roundup uh, fucking rules, too. It it kicks ass. It's so much fun. It is a bit more of the kind of broad action movie that I was expecting The Outlaws to be. It's pretty much a straightforward, just like, here's a bad guy, we have to find him kind of thing. It doesn't have as much of the... um, of the kind of, like, gangster political maneuvering, and it's not nearly as plotty. Um and it also does revisit a lot of like similar beats from the first movie. Like it, it has a callback to the truth room. It has a callback to the, Oh, we have another group coming in to take the case off your hands kind of thing where they have to do that whole bit. Um, but it is, it is so much fun. Um, and, uh, detective Ma gets to just like fucking flatten bad guys even more so than he does in this one.
0: <laughs> um, to,
1: and it's just be, it's just a thing to behold.
0: To be fair, uh, though, sequels. I mean, if, as, as much as I love Jackie Chan movies, I, I had like, man, when, when I was a kid growing up watching Jackie Chan, like I could not wait until the next one that I saw. Also, I could not tell you anything about any of the movies and anything that I would start to explain like, and then he's like, wait, no, it's not that movie. That's the other movie. Like they all run together for me because they're all just Jackie Chan is either a cop or a, you know, uh, just kind of down on his luck dude that then either is chasing down a criminal or gets drawn uh, un- unwittingly into some sort of criminal activity that he then has to go defeat all the bad guys with uh, amazing action sequences. That's so, pretty much, yeah,
1: that's that's what the Roundup does. Yeah, there was actually one point where I almost said something about the Outlaws, and then I realized it was something that happens in the Roundup instead. <laughs> um, <clears throat> but no, it's really fun. It feels like it's kind of becoming a, like a South Korean Fast and Furious thing, where it's going to probably get a little bit sillier... A little bit more stylish. Like it's a different director. Um, and the the director of the sequel is definitely more into the stylized action a little bit more. It's it's a good it's probably a good middle ground between the outlaws and something, you know, very John Wickian, I guess. Yeah. Speaking um, of which, for the love of God, put him in a fucking
2: Fast and the Furious movie.
1: Oh yeah. I mean, throw him in a John Wick movie too. Like they, they're constantly throwing in new cool actors in there. He'd be great. To like, oh, can you imagine Madong Sook and Keanu Reeves getting into a fight with one another?
2: Oh, see, I want to see him squaring off against Vin Diesel, and then Vin I'm, Diesel yeah. trying to make it believable that he would win.
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh God, yeah,
1: try, yeah, try to see Vin Diesel weasel his
2: way out of
1: like into That's just the end that.
2: of Furious like, Eleven. He squares off against Madong, and Madong just cuffs him, and that's the end of the movie.
1: That'd be great. Yeah, they do it. They do a crossover with. Uh,
2: with the uh, the outlaws and yeah strangers. exactly they, they they go and commit a serious crime and, and the,
1: then they call it the beast very serious crime
2: in. very serious crime <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh i love it yeah i i'm so i'm so i'm all in on this series i cannot wait for to see what the other uh, the other sequels look like
0: all right uh before the last thing that we do which is where i read the lowest letterboxed rankings Uh, anything else that we have not yet mentioned about the outlaws that if we don't bring up, we would be doing a disservice to this movie.
1: I think I'm good. I've I'm, I'm, I'm
2: good. This this, still, we've, we've covered everything I love about this movie.
1: Yep. Yeah, absolutely. That's great. Yeah. I,
0: I didn't have anything else as well. Uh, I, I adored this movie. Uh, all right. Yeah. So I covered everything uh, that I had in my notes. So now it's time to go to, to, to one of my favorite question mark segments of the podcast. Um, it is fun. Because I, it's there's just something about it. Uh, and again, reading these lowest ratings, this is not trying to call out people that do not like movies. This is not trying to call out people who view movies differently than we do. This is not an attempt to shame people for having a difference of opinion. That is not it at all. However, sometimes when I read some of these reviews, I'm just like, did we watch the same movie? I think that they're rating a different movie. Because even though uh, overall, um, overall, the Outlaws does have a three point five, which is you know nothing to nothing to laugh at. Uh, looking at the ratings, there are a number of one star reviews.
1: There are no half star reviews for this movie, though. have no, like to
2: point out. No half
0: stars, but there I are. Still don't
2: lot. even know a one star review. I just there are only well, Dan, wait, wait,
0: wait till you hear some of the the reviews that are one star snooze fest i slept at least three times when i tried to watch it what part of this movie is boring the, this i think
2: enti- it just makes that person sleepy
0: <laughs> maybe like this entire movie nothing about this movie is boring there is either drama and and character drawing you in to care about these characters there is humor uh which again you know maybe not everyone's style of humor so i could see that But very real humor that I think very, uh, very appropriately breaks the tension or again, just brutal violence. But but again, not brutal in a way like Green Room is brutal, but just brutal because it feels so realistic. Uh, All right. Another one star. Just another typical gang crime action film to me. Nothing truly impressive, despite the real life case it was apparently based on so presence grabs your attention but he seems less and less impressive as an actor every time I see him in something the character on portrayal is basically just Oof. him from everything else he's been on I th- did Oof. we watch the same movie like <coughs> do, do do they understand charisma like yeah. I th- mm. <clears throat> uh, it's it's interesting
1: too because there aren't a lot that really like criticize specific elements there are some that like I can understand where you know someone says at this point I just struggle to get through almost any movie that has the police as the good guys, and that's fair. So like I can I can understand something like that. Okay. Some of them are just like I fucking hate Korean movies, which is, <laughs> or someone is like I think I just need to stop watching Korean films, <clears throat> which uh, that's interesting. Um, I do want to point out it's not a low review, um, but if you just sort like if you just look at review popularity, the most popular review of this uh movie says like this movie won't uh change your life but ma dong sook's arms could change the world <laughs> 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 it's a three-star review but like i just it's just uh, i completely understand why that has yes. the most likes agreed um because of course that is absolutely true
0: there's another one that says okay-ish action movie which again i i think that a lot of the people that are giving some of those more negative or at least like eh, it was okay it was run-of-the-mill it was boring I, I think it's because they they were watching it while being
1: on their phone at the same time
0: probably you' have to really
1: that, pay attention to this movie to to like there's a lot that's going on and it's not that hard to follow if you're not I, I feel like the way that a lot of people and I don't want to you know like call people out if they if they're really trying to pay attention to something but I do feel like generally the way a lot of people watch movies nowadays is like I'm gonna scroll through Twitter or whatever while having mm-hmm. this on in the background and this is not a background movie to me yeah.
2: like well i don't know how anyone can do that with a foreign film period it's like if you're not looking at the screen you're missing right. what's fucking being said yeah it's, yeah absolutely you the, can't I, even just take it in like offhand because you know i don't know korean so
0: <laughs> well and and i think honestly the things that we have spent the last hour and a half saying that we love so much about this movie, about how it's not just a typical American action movie, how the action is only like these bit parts that are interspersed throughout an actual plot and actual character and, and how the violence though brutal is not stylized and, and it's not gory. And because of all of these things that we love about this movie, my assumption is most of the people on Letterboxd that are giving it those very low reviews, just saying it's an okayish action movie, or you know, calling it boring and all this other stuff. I think they are wanting more of an an American action film where every single scene of Madong punching someone is, you know. Like, like he's just turning into the Hulk and being even more of an rager every single time. Or, you know, like any of the violent scenes where Jang Chen is, is hacking people up with his hatchet. I think people wanted to see, like, blood flying on the screen. I, I, I think that too many people mm. were expecting and, and, yeah. and I have no idea, but I, my assumption is some of the reviews saying that this movie is boring. I think it's because they wanted an American action movie. That's an action movie mm. rather than a great Korean cop drama oh. with <laughs> violence. Well, and they, they, some of
2: these they want long lines of like the raid maybe where it is a lot. Right, right, more right yeah. Activity.
1: Well, one of these reviews even says something about like not enough Madong Suk punching people. Right. <laughs> uh which is like it, I mean it's almost understandable because there's there're like sizable chunks of this movie where mm-hmm. he's not in it. Like he's probably he probably only takes up about 50% of the real estate.
2: Yeah, um, have, have either of you guys seen the uh, seen Eternals? Not yet. I have not seen Eternals. No. His superpower is punching people. No, no of fucking course t- it is. He punched people very hard. Fantastic.
1: I mean, that's a movie that has <laughs> an unbelievable cast, and I need to watch it. And I can't believe I haven't yet because I usually watch all the Marvels. I, I think I just got kind of out on Marvel. And I'm not keeping up with it the way that I had been I mean, but I mean
0: I, I get burnt out on Marvel every <clears throat> single time that I think about Marvel I'm like oh why are they just why don't they do anything different and then I actually watch a Marvel movie and it's like oh right because they're fucking fun that's why
1: yeah they're pretty fun I like yeah. I I do almost always enjoy them um, but yeah Internals I mean this is a
2: very different type of film for Marvel too.
1: Right, yeah. I mean, it's it feels it's like very, a,
2: they actually
1: let Chloe Zhao make a Chloe Zhao movie. Yeah, <laughs> to a certain but extent. There's still some, you know,
2: fighting people in the sky with laser beams, but <laughs> of course, yeah, <laughs> right. Um, Does my dog sir yeah, punch I mean, one
0: of those laser beams?
2: Oh no, no, he is very ground oriented.
0: Okay,
2: and you know, he's very protective, and you know but he he gets the fight the glowy fist punch things. So <laughs> Yeah, someone I've never read the I've never read the comic, but I keep seeing comments that he needs to be like the main character if they ever adapt like the the comic book One Punch Man. Like that just needs to be him. Oh,
1: of course. <laughs> I mean he basically is one punch man in the Outlaws, like legitimately. <laughs> Almost every time it's just one punch and they're down. Oh yeah. Man, I might watch Eternal soon. It's also very long <laughs> as as a lot of these yeah. things are but yeah so, the cast in this thing is so good uh, I mean this thing has Brian Tyree Henry in it and I will watch him in anything he's also very good though god I love him so much
0: so along with reading some of the lowest reviews I also want to read some of the top reviews um one of them just says epic Gilgamesh one of them is just a quote with uh, is this the Eternals <laughs>
1: Yeah, that's, <laughs> no, his this, name. that's his character's name no. in Eternals yeah yes, <laughs> that's, so that's really man.
0: funny uh, one of them just has the quote silent treatment. Eh? Bring him to the truth room. Uh, <laughs> one of them just says the beast and then a punch emoji and a fire emoji.
1: I want to know where the beast cop thing came from because that's like all over the marketing for the roundup and I don't think they I don't do mean, They.
2: well maybe it's something that was like not translated well for our version like maybe, maybe. Be beast cop or something in that it's just Like whoever's translating, it's like that's not what they could have meant, is it? Like,
1: (laughs) it might even just be like either the rebranding kind of thing for future sequels, or just like something that came up in pop culture in Korea or South Korea. Um,
0: One of one of the uh, top reviews, uh, highest rated, says "Madong Suk doesn't suck."
1: (laughs) That's very true. No, he does not.
0: Uh, I love Korean action movies because there will be funny scenes perfectly placed. Always, there I do know. love
1: that in that one scene I mentioned where he uh, has the he tells the guy to put the knife in the evidence bag. He punches him and then he like starts to walk away and he turns back around. And he starts slapping him like breathe. He's <laughs> like, for the love of God, please tell me I didn't just kill this man. oh <laughs> uh, it's so good.
0: first of all watch it second of all you must watch it third if you're not watching it what's the point so uh yeah the the, i I think the part of the reason that i look like looking at the extremes of reviews for movies uh the people that give it the lowest and the highest is just to see you know kind of where those those extremes lie and for the people who didn't like the outlaws Again, I don't think that we were watching the same movie where they're just like, oh, it's boring and run of the run of the mill action movie. And then most of the comments and those five star ratings are just like, it's fucking great. It's amazing. Go watch it. It's good. Like, it, it's one of those movies that is so good that, that, that I think that a lot of people is like, why even bother talking about it? It's just a great Korean action movie. Go watch it. What else do you need? Unless you're us, and then you need you know an hour and a half.
1: God, I'm so nervous about uh, reading the the half star reviews for Parasite.
0: <laughs> I'm gonna hold I'm off g- on that until <laughs> we get.
1: That's gonna be so rough because that's one of those things that broke through to the mainstream so much that you know just like dude bros watched it because like oh I guess I gotta watch this thing everybody's talking about and then they're like the fuck is this shit?
0: <laughs> like, there's um, no parasites in this at all.
1: There wasn't a single parasite in the whole movie. Where was Venom? <laughs> uh, the Venom was in, was in The Outlaws. The Venom game. Kind of all background, I guess. Uh,
0: so, yeah, The Outlaws. Great movie. Dan, I'm glad oh, you damn. added it to the uh, to the Punch Out. Me too. It was I'm also very, very appropriate. A, Thank you, Dan, for the slap out.
2: You're welcome, guys. <laughs> Always, always happy to show off Madong. <laughs> there was a point at the be-
1: very beginning of the episode where Nathan said Madong in a way that I was like, there's an obvious joke there and I'm going to resist. I will not give in. And then Dan, you, we got all the way to the end of the episode. I don't even think <laughs> Madong is correct because it would be Ma Dong Sook, right? Yeah. So you can't... Oh, wait, anyway. Whatever, I, I guess. Yeah, because if if we Ma get is the if,
0: it. if Ma is the uh, family name, then it would be like Dong Suk Ma. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I I almost started the uh, the episode, but better judgment told me no. <laughs> no, almost started it with. And tonight we're going to spend the entire episode talking about my dog. Uh, well. but. <laughs>
1: So you can cut that from the episode, right?
0: Uh, Maybe. Good times, guys. Maybe not. Yeah, it's a great movie. Uh, I I, I loved it. I want to keep talking about it, but I also don't know if there's anything else to say that we've not pretty thoroughly discussed at this point.
1: Yeah, I think we've really rung it out. Go watch the roundup, though, for real. I can't wait to hear what you guys think about it.
0: Yep. I need to. Didn't have a chance to uh all right um be sure to join us no, no that's not what i say <clears throat> that's yeah, you're not how i things anyway. at all yeah well I was, I was gonna give a little i was gonna mix it up be like hey join us next time when we cover blob then i was like wait a second that's one of the things that dan says i'm not gonna steal dance
2: don't, don't take the one thing i can remember man
1: <laughs> we're doing the outro non-linearly today
0: yeah. we're we're going memento style with this where we're starting at the ending and ending with the beginning. Uh, dan where do you want people to find you?
2: Uh, you can find me over on Twitter uh, from, HBO to, from HBO to Front Row. There we go.
0: And Eric, where can people find you slapping your tweets?
2: Uh, well, if it
1: still exists with, by the time this episode posts, I'm on Twitter at the TheChimerican, uh, T-H-E-C-H-I-M-E-R-I-C-A-N. I'm also on Instagram at Chimerican Reviews and on Letterboxd at Eric J-A-Y.
0: And you can follow me slash the podcast on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Letterboxed at Video Monster Pod. You can also follow me personally on Letterboxed at the Gargoyle. That's G A R G Y L E because it's a gargoyle wearing an argyle sweater. And Eric, if people, yeah. I, I was waiting for you to say yes, but you 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 didn't. And I Eric, did. you, you said, said yeah. you like slowly waiting for me to say other things. And Eric, <laughs> if people liked this episode. <laughs> What should they do?
1: Uh, they should slap some five star reviews on uh, their podcast uh, listening uh, platform of choice. Uh, spread the love, share out episodes on social media, all that good stuff. Tell us how much you love us. If you don't love us, uh, you know, just privately message us instead of <laughs> giving us bad reviews. Come on now, uh, we'd be happy to address any complaints you have. I guess maybe we'll see. Um, all those complaints are
0: yeah. just that we're too awesome.
1: That's yeah. That's a that's a good problem to have. Um, but yeah, tell us, tell us, uh, give us good reviews and all that stuff. Spread the love. I'm so bad at this. I don't know why I'm so terrible at this.
0: <laughs> and Dan, uh, if they do love video monsters, why should they keep coming back?
2: Well, they should keep coming back because we're about to tackle the two masters of Korean cinema in back-to-back episodes. First up being. The Exquisite Handmaiden by uh Chen Park, and then we're gonna be ending the month with uh some little unknown film called Parasite.
0: Flip flip it. Oh no,
1: yeah, we're doing parasite. Parasites.
2: Yep, parasite's our oh, right. right. are, are, yeah. our climax. Damn. Yeah. So edit that somehow, dude.
0: <laughs> <laughs> we 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 got a parasite in the middle, uh before yes. we go see the handmaiden.
2: The middle before the handmaiden. Yeah. A little Be, Parasite sandwich.
0: Because Parasite was not just an, an outright winner in, uh, in in the Popcorn Punch-Out!
1: Yeah, I, you guys made me, like, fucking do some weird engineering to make this happen. It's crazy.
2: I didn't want to talk about it. I really didn't. But I'm actually kind of excited to watch it again now.
1: I can't wait to watch it again. I'm so excited. I cannot wait to hear what Nathan thinks about it, too. Eric, I've been...
0: You, do you realize that if you hadn't used your Chaos card on Parasite, we might have been talking about I Saw the Devil instead?
1: Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not I'm not mad about about what's transpired. I'm very excited about Parasite. I'm I'm more excited about Parasite than I would be I Saw
2: the Devil, I think. I, I'm 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 bummed we're not talking about the whaling because uh, I, I noticed this today when I was going through the IMDB, these guys, the guy who plays the captain was also in train to Busan. A taxi driver and the whaling. Like,
1: oh, he's in the whaling too. I did not know that. Yeah. Interesting. <sighs> he's so good. It's Gui Gui Hua Choi. Yeah. Or I guess it'd be Choi Gui Hua. I don't know. But anyway, yeah. Choi's the last one. Uh yeah, Captain G he's so he's he's such a scene stiller in this movie. Oh man, <laughs> I love it. And they give him a, a it's it's clear that he's such a he's a fan favorite character because they give him a much bigger role in the, yes. in the sequel oh so great i love him y- y'all uh, keep talking man. up
0: the the roundup I'm, I'm gonna have to actually watch it
1: you really need to it's it's truly truly a, an absolute blast um but yeah parasite so good can't wait to hear what everyone thinks about it um can't wait to rewatch it
0: <laughs> you, you you know how i'm gonna start the episode next week
1: um no i don't i'm gonna start it with i have thoughts <laughs> oh, of course, of course. I should have, should have seen that coming. <laughs> I can't wait. It would be amazing if Parasite was the first movie you watch where you're like, I, I just, I don't know. I don't really have any, any thoughts about it. It's, oh, you know, no, I'm, I am positive. The movie speaks for itself.
0: I'm positive that I'm going to love it. Uh, the, I, I have one concern about Parasite. And only one concern. And that's purely overhype.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Mm. And I I'm, I'm, I honestly don't think it can be overhyped. I'm trying. I to I either. really I'm, don't think it, it is a
2: masterpiece. It really is.
0: Yeah, I'm I'm trying to temper some of that. And uh, the other Bong Joon Ho movies that I've seen, I have adored. So I'm trying to go in with that context of, all right, these movies that you have adored by this director that you think is amazing. This is another one of those rather than this movie that everyone keeps talking about oh it's the greatest movie you ever made I, I am trying to block all of that stuff out and
2: and hopefully it's it will be overhyped art film it's, it's brilliant
0: yeah I'm I am very excited for it uh, and be sure to follow us in discord so that you can actually listen to us talk about this live you can get my reactions as they happen uh, on the podcast uh, the link for discord is in the episode description so scroll down wherever you are listening to this click on that link join us in discord we try to record every Tuesday night at 9 nine thirty ish but uh, we got kids sometimes kids don't like to sleep especially my four-year-old Apparently bedtime <laughs> is just a suggestion. <laughs> so sometimes episodes have to be delayed a little bit. Bedtime is when we
1: ponder the big questions of life, like why did <sighs> oh, why did God. move or why did Scar push Mufasa off that cliff?
0: You don't know how many times, <laughs> like like he's almost asleep. Like he's, you know, I, I can tell his his voice is starting to get a little bit softer, kind of fading a little bit. He's kind of quiet for a minute or two. I'm like, all right, awesome. He's asleep. I can sneak out. It's going to be great. I kind of start to, uh, you know, sit up a little bit to get up and walk out of the room. I right hear, Daddy? Yeah, bud? Why did Scar push Mufasa off the cliff? Oh, fuck. I got, it's like 10 o'clock at night, dude. Ask me that in the morning when I can give you an answer that I try not to stumble over because, yeah, that's a, that is a frequent question that I get asked.
1: All the his, time, yeah. Jeremy Irons is a son of a bitch, man. <laughs> I love, dude, like that. Neil has already figured out exactly how to bait you to keep him <laughs> yeah. awake, Where he's like, "I'm going to ask that a question about a movie that has a very complicated answer," <laughs> and he will struggle so hard not to take the bait.
0: That's that's my kid, all right. <laughs> Uh and very that's savvy what, yes and that is what we do on the podcast we uh, spend way too long talking about deep philosophical questions Um sometimes in kids movies which we need we need to do a kids movie series so that
1: we can <laughs> that's true yeah I thought about that for our for when I was thinking of themes and for whatever reason I just kind of forgot I really want to do something well we do have, a, we, have one
0: we have Don Bluth on there
1: we have Don Bluth yeah, yeah that's true you got us you got us a potential yeah in there
0: uh hey that reminds me uh we forgot to mention this uh our theme punch out where we figure out what our themes for the mm-hmm. winter season are gonna be so December January and February um we've we've got a survey out there that people can fill out and let us know what themes they want us to cover we won't know what movies yet because then we have to do another <laughs> punch out for each of the themes to figure out what movies but this one, even though we've only been doing the popcorn punch out uh, over this last year and haven't, um, you know, it's, it's not been something that's been a part of the podcast in its entirety uh, over the last year. When we talk about themes, this theme punch out might be one of the hardest ones for me because every <laughs> single theme on there, except for maybe like two of them. I'm like, I, I, I just want to talk about all of them. And even those mm-hmm. two, it's like, I want to talk about them, but like eh, and further down the list. So yeah, there there are a solid twenty eight themes, and I might be picking some of y'all's when uh, when it comes time to add them to the skull of decisions.
1: Mm, intriguing. There was a couple. There were a few of that you all picked that I that I got my eye on. Yeah, as well. This ooh,
0: th- this would be pretty fantastic if this is the first punch out that we do that we're all picking other people's themes. Like, yeah, I know that I put this one on the list, but that theme's better. <laughs>
2: There's a couple on there. I'm like, ooh, that one is good. So. I've I've done it before.
1: I don't know if
0: you, I can't. I we've done guys, one I've or two. Other
1: people's
0: before. But not it's it's not been consistent. It's not been like Let's all of it. us. It, it's typically the ones that we add are the ones that uh, that we want to add. All right. Anywho, uh yeah, go go fill out the survey. The link is posted on social media. Uh, also if you join us in Discord, it's it's posted in there as well. So yeah, let us know what you want us to cover in uh in our winter season and then we will do exactly that it's late i just realized that i'm tired we should close things out
1: yeah let's go to bed yeah that's what
0: that's been it for this episode of video monsters where we take movies seriously but not ourselves good night everybody That's been it for this a episode of Video Monsters, where we take my dog seriously, but not ourselves. <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh, yeah. He's just the boss. He's a gift. god so I love good. Love him. Love him. Love him. Yep. Love yeah. him.